0: I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Dan and the Secret Wars. Prepare for the battle.
1: Welcome to World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Welcome back, guys. And welcome back to another edition of Secret Ball Stories, where me and various guests list our top fives of a certain subject. And today we're going to list our top five comic book movie portrayals. And I'm back with the only guest I've had on Secret Ball Stories... Nathan Smith.
0: Good evening.
1: <laughs> Welcome back. Are you ready to talk acting talent?
0: I certainly am. <laughs> and I, I, I this is something I'm very passionate about.
1: Yeah. Is,
0: is good portrayals of comic book characters.
1: Now, I will give you credit. This was your idea. It was you you came to me with this idea because you thought it was a, it was quite a kind of it was in the Zeitgeist after after Avengers Endgame. I just think that it, not enough people get credit
0: for a good comic book character performance. I mean, there's one in particular—the uh, only person who's ever won an Oscar for for the. Yeah, yeah, Everyone raves on about that, but there are some wonderful performances which we don't talk about.
1: I think the the often, like you said, like it's, there's only one Oscar win for for a comic book character portrayal. I think it's because they're still sadly considered very much a genre film. You know, we do herald it for maybe special effects, might win an Oscar. Like I know Spider uh, Spider Verse won a Best Animated Film, which is quite yeah. a big deal. But generally, they are not. Even the Oscars this year, this year just gone or or whatever it was, where they had this the new category that yeah, yeah yeah newest they popular film
0: they were going to put that in, but they never did in the end. Did they never do it? It was never in there.
1: That. Hmm, that's so Yeah, Are
0: they kind of buckled on that. They buckled on it.
1: Okay, because I think I think Black Panther probably would have won that yeah. if it was there was a lot of kind of steam behind Black Panther, which is full of great performances mm. as well. So yeah, I think I think that's correct. I don't think we're like you can see, there's some absolutely amazing comic book movies out there. We can look at The Dark Knight. We could look at Logan, these kind of deep, horrific or what have, what have you, these movies that are, that transcend that. And I think the actors, you're right. They don't get enough credit for bringing to life a character that has been around for, you know, 70, 80 plus years and bringing that to the big screen in a way that's convincing and believable.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, um, and it's the same with the horror genre. Mm. Uh, people don't really appreciate um, sort of like screen queens and like yeah. a good sort of horror performance. Again, there must only be like one or two people in the mm. history of the Oscars. I
1: think I think the The Exorcist was a big one. I
0: think. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's like because it's a comic book or a horror, or sometimes even when it's a comedy, yeah, it's not as good as a performance.
1: Yeah, people, I, th- I think that's I think that's unfair. Yeah. I think they think these kind of like throwaway media like it's like oh it's just, oh, it's just some trash um, but there's some absolute talent behind it and a lot of kind of big directors and big you know big talents got their kind of that's what they learned their craft in those yeah. kind of genre cult grindhouse movies you wouldn't have had Oliver Stone did a film with Michael Caine where he cuts off his hand and then he starts killing people you know and then he went on to do Platoon you know, it's yeah. it's things like that. But um, let's let's get back to the to the subject anyway. So, I believe you wanted to exclude a certain performance that you were, yes, you, I, you were just talking about. Let's so let's talk about that and why that is.
0: I just think Heath Ledger's wonderful, amazing performance mm. as the Joker. I would like to exclude from this list mm. because we all know that's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. We, uh, so. uh, you know, like I would rather talk about some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, and give space to mm. talk about that. So like just
1: the unheralded ones. Yeah. I I think I'm 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 not gonna ban it, but I'm 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 not personally gonna include uh, Christopher Reeves Superman because that is kind of that's the 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 main go to. Everyone goes to that. Um the ones the my five I've picked, um there is an order to them, but the five I've picked of with comic book performances, sometimes they do the characters do get reimagined for the screen. Yeah. They, They can be changed, altered in many ways, small ways and in big ways. Galactus was a, you know, a cloud. Yeah. For example, yeah. which was quite a famous, you know, angry fanboy moment. But for me, I've chosen the and in, in some of the some of the like, um, Danny DeVito's penguin. I've I've excluded, even though I absolutely love that performance. I, I've excluded that because it's not in line with the original comic book portrayal. T- so I am I am going for the most accurate representation from page to screen of these characters that have almost just been carried over almost effortlessly. It's not effortlessly, but that's exactly why why I've chosen the top five that I have.
0: Mine are performances I've enjoyed and wonderful casting. You know, it's so, so really, really good casting. Um, So I, th- I think that's a running theme with mine. That's the right person who should play yeah. that role.
1: So the casting director is a big... A big... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think getting the right person. Saying that, you know, like we've seen over the last week. Yeah. With Robert Pattinson and yeah. everybody kicking off about that. Everyone said the same thing about Heath Ledger. Yeah. Everyone said the same about Michael Keaton. Yeah.
1: Ben Affleck, even Ben Affleck, really, you know, and, yeah. and, it, and it happens. But I think give them a chance, see the final film, see the final product, and then we'll, you know, we can judge it on its merits mm. then, judge yeah. the performance when you've seen it in full. So shall we get started? Let's get started. I'm going to start with yourself. Put the pressure on you. Yeah.
0: What's your number five? My number five is a wonderfully underrated performance. Very small. There we go. But it is Kelsey Grammer as Beast oh, in what a good X-Men lot. 3. The last stand. The last stand.
1: Which which it really wasn't, the last yeah, stand.
0: Yeah, no, <laughs> There's no, many no, stands after that. many stands uh, <laughs> after. I just think it is an example of perfect casting. A little bit out of his comfort zone, I guess. Yeah. Particularly yeah. at the end, where he's fighting and throwing people Lip around. Up, yeah. Lip, yeah. Um, I just thought he was wonderful in the role. He was funny.
1: And I believed it. Um I think I think Kelsey Grammer was the absolute best choice for Beast. He's he's got that kind of education, that kind of erudite charm. You know, he doesn't he's never too pompous, he's very lovable. He's a big kind of cuddly teddy bear slash blue ape slash cat. However, you know, whichever interpretation you're looking at, um you know, he's athletic, he's got good powers. I, I I thought he was great. Yeah, I thought and he even says one of the catchphrases of a beast in the, in the comics is, oh, my stars and garters, uh, which he says in the film, which I, I absolutely love. What's that? There's a line where it's like, uh, he's like, he's like, oh, I can't remember how it goes, but it's something like, all men must, da 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 da, and then he's like, oh, what the hell? And just start to be, <laughs> <laughs> He tries to do like this big, like, eloquent quote, and he's just like, Rah! just flipping him back. And to be honest, that's, for me, you know, Nicholas Holt is not the beast no. that I like. I mean, the, the des- his designs for his outfit have been rubbish. Um, like he looks like the- a blue wolf man at the moment. Like the last few things yeah, yeah, like a yeah. blue wolf man. And, he- and no one, he's never really shown off his powers really very well. No. I think in Last Stand they really do show off everything about Beast and. and, and he's, supposed- he's supposed to be stocky, and
0: kind of like and yeah. I mean, this is the weirdest thing. If we were to compare Kelsey Grammer's body <laughs> to sort of Nicholas yes. body, like he's yeah. is- is- <laughs> quite a stocky. Yeah, he's got. Yeah yeah like and that's exactly what i kind of see beast ever since i i fell in love with x-men the animated mm. series when i was yeah. younger and uh, the beast on that was the the beast i yeah grew up with and then particularly with yeah, the so. comics yeah. uh, when i was in um uni with you his what vo- that was his voice yeah that um, he is supposed to be Blue Frazier.
1: yeah he is Blue yeah that's exactly right and they've they've cast it absolutely on the nose perfect and they get all the kind of the parts of the character I want to see like they even get the kind of the kind of self-hatred and self-doubt of him being big Blue Yeah, you know and, and because there's a bit with the child uh, Leech who can uh, cure the mutants of their powers he goes to shake that's his hand a longer, yeah. yeah he goes to shake his hand and he goes and he's like oh my hand's normal he's like well human looking anyway um, and he's like and the, the kid apologises like no no don't be, don't be sorry for this this is this is fine yeah. and that's the temptation of the whole cure yeah. aspect and that angle of the film sadly there was some not so great casting as well in that film yeah, oh, um, yeah. you know on the Dragon Beach uh, especially. Um, don't know why. I don't know why they hired... In,
0: in it's a movie which is the best casting and the worst casting. Indeed. In indeed. the same film.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, I think that was... Uh, I think that's an excellent choice. And I, I didn't choose it because I thought you might. I, uh, I But But that's one of the reasons why I didn't... I would have chosen it if I knew you were going to mm. choose it. But I had a, a very strong inkling that you would. But I'm going to come up with mine. My first number five is going to be... From the same universe. Oh, yeah. It is Rebecca Romaine as Mystique. Oh, great. Yeah. In the original X Men. So, not the Jennifer Lawrence version, because I don't agree with what they did with the character. Yeah. So, Rebecca there she was kind of a model slash actress. She was Romijn's Stay Stamos at the time, I remember. They kind of redesigned Mystique, because in the comics, she's just kind of blue skin as this kind of white dress, um, lots of skulls. Um, but in this, they kind of make her kind of almost like sort of. Reptilian. Yeah. Kind of this, yeah. kind of, this kind of weird kind of, um, kind of pattern on her, on her skin. And it made more sense to, for her to be effectively naked in the film. We don't get a lot kind of in the three films we have with Mystique. We don't actually get a lot with her. We don't get a lot of kind of details into who she is, but we get enough. What the, my main problem with Mystique, the Jennifer Lawrence Mystique was you gave her too much screen time. You gave her too yeah. much animation. Mystique lost her mystique yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, which was quite important. And and what's what's interesting about her character, even in this, is you don't kind of know. In the first three films, you kind of don't know her allegiance. Like it could change. You don't. Yeah. You don't know what she's thinking a hundred percent of the time. Even what she's doing or who she's pretending to be. And and when she takes on those characteristics, it's really interesting. Some there's some absolutely great scenes, like the bit with the security guard in X Men Two, where she's like flirting with him and then stabs him. Thin. Yeah, oh, pumps yeah. him full yeah. Eye, and then there's, like too much iron your blood you know all that and and she's great and she's she has fun with it and you know that bit where she's like pretends to be wolverine again in x-men 2 and then flips them off as she's sliding through the door mm. some amazing like choreography as well and she just there's something kind of mysterious and darkly sexual about her character it's it's a wonderful wonderful performance and a, and a great rendition of that character again in the comics she's never been a good guy like she's ne- it never, ever been a good guy. The only reason, the only th- her main motivations is mutant supremacy and what what is best for her children. Mm. And the children don't necessarily agree with what's best. She thinks is best for them, but she will do it anyway to protect them. There's kind of that maternal, motherly instinct. And I quite like this. this kind of most of her lines are actually said by the other actors. Yeah, when she no, she's portraying, yeah, yeah, yeah. which kind of remind me of the Spider-Man animated series yeah. with the chameleon because he actually doesn't have a voice actor. He just speaks through the impersonations he does, which I thought was really, really cool. But I think, I think the design actually works so well. It was a design so good. They actually used it in the comics for a little while. They, they brought it back to a kind of original design, but she's darkly kind of, you know, just a, a brilliant kind of femme fatale with the kind of, the extra kind of secret agent vibe and the kind of the mutant power as well is fantastic and i think remains Stamos again she doesn't have that much screen time but she has the presence and and i think less is more mm. like with clint eastwood when he did the man with no name trilogy he said give me less lines yeah, yeah. he said give me less lines because i want to have more of a presence i think exactly that is exactly what rebecca romay has in this movie uh, in all her movies where she plays mystique she has that mystique now the jennifer lawrence version again i I, I just I just don't like it because she never really does anything in the movie. Yeah. She kind of just stands there and goes, we're the X-Men. We're mutants some proud. Yeah. And that's literally about it. She never kind of helps. And now she's kind of a big star. She, every every film I see her in, she is less and less bothered about being in it.
0: And there's that lovely moment, though, in First Class where she goes to seduce... Mm. Uh Michael Fassbender. That's
1: right, Magneto, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um she he says you're a little bit too young. And yeah. She turns into the older actor. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: Also, I thought that I was a really yeah, neat cameo.
0: That was a lovely little cameo. And uh
1: and yeah, and and it's quite heartbreaking as well in the third one where she gets cured and then Magneto's like, She was so beautiful.
0: Yeah, and oh.
1: yeah. And he, now she's human, he doesn't give a shit. And, and in the comics she I'll, I'll be fair in the, like she's not related to Nightcrawler or Rogue in these but it kind of there's a nice little scene with her in Nightcrawler mm. he's like why don't you look normal all the time and she's like we shouldn't have to Yeah, yeah. which is really nice and and again there's, in the comics she has, really doesn't have that much of a connection with Magneto she actually led the Brotherhood Yeah, in her rendition of the Brotherhood she led that so she never she kind of agreed with the sentiment but she never really worked with him directly but again fantastic performance Mm -hmm. from her as well. A very credible actress. She's been in some great films as well. She makes a a great femme fatale. But yeah, I think, incredible. Um, Let's move on. So what is your number four? This is a bit of a curveball. Oh,
0: I love a good curveball. A bit of a curveball because it was a breath of fresh air. It's a very recent one, but I am going to go for Kate Blanchett. Mm. In uh, Thor's Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok as Hela As Hela Which was so pantomime (laughs) But I I mean Maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed This performance Mm. If her bad guy Hadn't followed The unused Bloated Yeah Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Bad guy. I mean... Uh,
1: Malachis, the Dark Elf.
0: Yeah. Like, Marvel are very hit and miss with bad
1: guys. I think they have improved, though.
0: They've improved. I
1: think they've improved drastically.
0: You know, for for every Loki, you, you have a Dark Elf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean even sort of like Ant Man the original, like yeah. it,
1: Oh he, I, I imagine to be fair, I imagine a lot of yellow jacket stuff is on the is on the cutting room floor. Yeah. yeah. And
0: I, I think when there is an issue with a Marvel movie, it's they've not done the bad guy right.
1: Sandman was
0: naffing
1: I actually, I, I didn't mind Sam. No. I didn't mind Sam, and I think Venom was naff.
0: No, Venom was naff. Yeah, I just think it's a shame. And these days, when they've got so much CGI budget as well, they just smother them in CGI. They're not terrifying. The there's no presence. But what they did with Kate Blanchett is they went. She's very good actress, and you don't need to give her any of that. No. Just let her be her. Really. Pamp and silly. She was like
1: hissing. She was what like, she was. she was just like full of evil and, and just spat it out in every sentence. And do you know what? You could tell
0: she was loving it. Yeah. So I was reading an interview. I think it was a children yeah. who like convinced her to take the role. Yeah. Because um, they're obviously fed up of seeing her period drama. Yeah. So, like, yeah. stuff that they can't. Yeah.
1: No, notes so, on so, a scandal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like. Come
1: don't do another Notes on a Scandal. I, I mean, like, for
0: Ragnarok was a breath of fresh air as a movie, anyway
1: for, for and, the Thor franchise. Yeah.
0: yeah um it, and set up the end game uh, yeah, yeah, for the end war. Yeah, obviously,
1: Yeah, he's he's had a really interesting arc in yeah. the last three films. Oh, Lazdon. You know, has done like had a great arc.
0: And I think Kate Blanchett really helped that. Like it brought up the the danger, yeah. I thought. Because she was cool, she was she was sexy, she was hmm. ham. Funny, yeah she was like she was really really, really funny in that, yeah. and it's everything I want from a good villain in a comic book film. I just want them, I want the actor, yeah exactly coming showing the scenery
1: and that's and that's exactly what what she did, and I think she had like you said she had so much fun with the role, and apparently like when she was when she was like. Because she throws out all these kind of, because she's the goddess of death. She's throwing out all these daggers and stuff and all these like weapons. And apparently, when she was doing the rehearsals, she would make the noises. She'd be yeah. like, choo, 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 choo. And they're like, can you stop making the noises, yeah. please? <laughs> but I think she's fantastic. I think that character is, I was really worried that we weren't going to have the, uh, excuse me, the Jack Kirby headdress. Yeah. But I'm so glad that it, that, that movie was so Jack Kirby, which is exactly what I wanted out of that. And she, you know, and, and she's not like, it's not like she's like a rubbish, goddess of death she kills a lot of people yeah she does like she yeah the warriors three if you're a fan of the warriors three then they're gone yeah um, i think sif <laughs> very is still quickly yeah sif is still knocking about uh but to be fair we've had um you know uh, zachary levy went off to do Shazam, which was very good uh another another great role and you know might well have been included on this list but i, I didn't include it in mine but there you go it's just fantastic great fun and there's a lot going on in that movie mm. there's a lot of characters in it there's a lot of stuff i she doesn't get that much screen time, but the screen time she has, again, amazing. Like you, you're like, when when can I go back and see Hella Ball? Let's have another yeah, scene yeah. with Hella. Let's see this. Let's do do that. You know, what what are you the god of again? You know, it's just such a fun movie. I like. I think we went. I think I saw it a second time with you. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time you're like, mm, well, you know, you love these comic book movies. So I'll kind of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll gauge how I, you, you feel about it and how I feel about it. But we, but you came out of that one, actually. That because of it was yeah. so so grateful and it was it was a it was great fun and and everybody's great in it Hulk's great in it it's probably the the best Hulk I've seen
0: yeah well. definitely
1: one of the best like the, they just nailed it it's
0: one of the best ensemble um, Marvel film which is not Avengers
1: yes agreed agreed and it's got again it's got so many characters so much going on but they somehow they managed the Marvel managed to balance all this so well and, it, and it, it boggles the mind I don't know how they do it because every other film seems to struggle these large casts mm. and stuff but Amazing, amazing. Well, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a fun one next, mm-hmm. and I think it's one you'll appreciate as well. I'm going to go with my number four. Will be Marv Mickey Rourke from Sin City. I think this performance is again not a lot of screen time, not a lot of screen time. There's, three, there's three stories in it, kind of they intertwine a little bit, but Marv is one of the kind of sweetest darkest grimmest, grittiest characters there are is created by Frank Miller he's he's a, the story of a, a kind of this kind of bruiser kind of former boxer brawler fighter who's old ugly scarred damaged brain damaged you know he's just he's Spending his nights drinking away at strip club, and Mickey Rourke is all of those things. <laughs> yeah, so there's almost there's almost you know they couldn't have cast a bet like he didn't even probably didn't have to do that much acting really. Yeah. Um, you know he's a former he's had to have surgeries, former boxer, you know. He, has, he had a lot of issues you know, in his youth but my god does he you know he gets the sensitivity of this character the mm. love and that genuine emotion um, he gets the the grim and grittiness of the of the noir-esque feel to the you know the dilemma but again he's he's not he's not like a he's not an unintelligent guy either no. he kind of reminds me kind of of a Rocky Balboa yeah uh, he's very much like that and, and
0: it's just a little glimpse isn't it of Goldie it's just one evening of Goldie it. That's it. which just kind of changes his own perspective and it gives him something to live for
1: it gives him something to live for and to die for yeah you know and and that's and that's what the whole i think it's the hard goodbye i think the storyline's called It was just sin city originally but that that film is a gorgeous film like go back and look at it do not see seek out the sequel because that is i was gonna look say, look say to like rich. um look has that really.
0: affected your opinion of his performance
1: well again he's not he's not in the other one the second one that much he's got a small storyline i think it's about um someone setting homeless people on fire it's very frank miller <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah no it hasn't affected the performance i think the the film stands really well on its own anyway um even though it seems to cover all these different stories he, he's absolutely perfect in the role and and I, and I and i think it reinvigorated his character uh well not his character his his career
0: you did, until he just fell out of everybody.
1: Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> he did it ah, again. He did it again.
0: He'll be but, back again
1: in five years. But how similar is Marv to his character in The Wrestler?
0: Oh, good God, yeah. It's
1: pretty much the same character. Mm. I think I think that was kind of almost his audition. Mm. To Again, people went, oh, my God, he actually, he's, Mickey Rourke is great. Why haven't we seen Mickey Rourke in anything for ages? And then the second he gets this kind of spotlight, and it's a comic book movie. Which always grabs people's attention, even if it's you know bad or good or what have you. Always grabs people's attention, and then after that, again, Darren Aronofsky, boom, wrestler yeah. all over. And again, like Goldie, and it's quite hard to like to balance all those things because he's not a, he's not a dumb character either because he he can, he, sees, he does some pretty intelligent and pretty fucked up things. Yeah, um, in in the in the film in the space of the film, uh, and he uses his mitts. Yeah, it's uh, and it's it's just it's just gorgeous, and I, it's a genuine character. And I love these, I love these kind of simpler characters yeah. that they're not the kind of megalomaniacs or the or the, you know, the gooder than good yeah. kind of heroes. They're kind of somewhere in the between. And that's what Noir's all about. Mm. Is kind of those, they're doing the right thing, but they're a bit more of a damaged person, a bit more, and they've done bad things to do the right thing. And that kind of, um, you know, the ambiguity of your kind of moral actions yeah. is is what's great. And I think he absolutely nails it. And I know I know it's one of your favourites as well, one of your favourite kind of performance. You dressed up once for uh, one of my birthdays. I certainly did. As, as Marv. As Marv, yeah. <laughs> all the plasters and everything. Okay, so that was my number... What, that was your number four? We That was it. So, no, there was four, four. Four, so we're on three.
0: We're on three. We're on three.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: When we started this, I was talking on about perfect castings. Okay. And since I've said that, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this number three. And he couldn't be further away from what the comic says he is. Okay. But the actor's charm and believability as... The longest running comic book character mm-hmm. performance has mm-hmm. been so influential to the whole scene. Yeah. And it's probably the biggest issue with the final two Avengers movies that he doesn't appear. He doesn't appear.
1: Okay. And He's, I think I think I know who you're talking about.
0: That's right. We're talking about... Aquaman, no. <laughs> Um We're talking about Wolverine.
1: Wolverine. Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. I mean, from every X-Men yeah. be, ever. But yeah, tell us, tell us more. Why why this one?
0: I just think, although, who did he uh, remind me of the actor's name who almost oh,
1: was it? Um, He's the
0: Scottish actor.
1: What's his name? Oh, it's oh, escaped my... Tip. It's on the tip of my phone. Uh, Doug Ray Scott. Yeah, Doug Ray Scott. Yeah,
0: yeah. only because of scheduling conf- conflicts with Mission Impossible Two. Yeah, did he end up getting this Ama-
1: amazing movie? Then, yeah, <laughs> lots of doves and motorbikes. Yeah, I, I just think, and maybe it's
0: because he's had the most um, time and opportunities to to do it to grow, it's to grow as a character. He has created this funny, deep, tender character, lovable. I mean he's he's had some bombs in yeah. in, in that there, oh, uh, You know, yeah. last stand
1: is uh, Oh well, well I think I think, Wolverine, I think Wal- Wolverine Origins Wolverine Origins is, is is bad as I know your well. brother I know your brother quite likes Wolverine Origins, but Yeah, yeah it's, awful. it's awful. Um it's awful.
0: I, I, I just think he was the right person for the job, even though he's probably not the right casting. No. If you,
1: so, uh, so if we if we go if we go back to the kind of original comic book interpretation, um, early on he was basically just a kind of short serial killer, no. basically. And, and Cyclops is constantly going, "Please stop killing people, Wolverine!" <laughs> I mean, like those early comics, that's basically all he does. It's like, "I want to kill somebody." No, we, we don't kill. You yeah, know, that, that's pretty much just them arguing constantly. And then even his love for Gene is a bit creepy early on. No. Those original comics is a little bit weird. Uh, a bit like Professor X's early love for Jean. Uh, that's all. Also very creepy as well. I, I
0: think. just think it's interesting that he's, you know you're doing something right when you can take a character which is effectively quite unlikable yeah. and make him the, the leader of the X-Men, which yeah. I know a lot of people have got an issue mm. with. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, we could talk yeah hours it's about... A, the, Cyclops, the lack Cyclops. The lack of Cyclops in the X-Men movies. X-Men 2 is one of my favourite comic book movies. Yeah. And he steers that movie.
1: He does, I mean, and it's yeah. it's very much about him. And I think, I mean, everyone loves Wolverine for a reason, you know. Yeah. And and I love Wolverine as well. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. And, and I think he's he's grown with the character. Like like you can look at all these other characters that've been replaced and, yeah. and recast. There's only one Wolverine. There's only one Wolverine. And
0: I, and I know there's this talk now the new Wolverine, and I'm sure. You know, there's a very good chance that it will be very, very good. But like you always say, these are your words. That the first X Men, if there wasn't the first X Men movie, we wouldn't have all of this now. Definitely. And and I think Hugh Jackman's performance and his standing power as Wolverine has meant that we've we've been able to have Robert Downey Jr. Yes, and Chris Evans, uh, who've gone on some amazing,
1: yeah. And uh, he's he is great. And again, like you said, he makes you. He is. Effectively, you know, this he murders people with claws, quite brutally. You know, cuts heads off, hands off, and yeah. all sorts of stuff. But it's, it's kind of the the ultimate kind of bad boy, mm. you know, that lovable bad boy. And and I, I love Wolverine. I do like Wolverine. I remember Angry Andy Knowles when the trailer for I think it was uh, Apocalypse came out. It's like, where's Wolverine? And I was like, I was like, Andy, you you do know that the sum total of the X Men is not just Wolverine. But, <laughs> He was like, "Yeah, but I want Wolverine." And then, lo and behold, the next trailer was like, ching. I was like, "For me, I, I really hope when Marvel other rights back, I think it's a great thing. If you're going to do the X Men, leave Wolverine out of it. Focus on these other amazing characters, these great characters, and then I have Wolverine come in loads later when the memory of Hugh Jackman has died out a little bit." Yeah. I do. I do think that a bit with Batman as well. I think we do. I think characters can that can be overexposure. Yeah, even, even is, in movies, is, yeah, yeah. even in movies. The Punisher had five different comics in the nineties. Yeah, we didn't need five different comics of a guy shooting criminals. We didn't. We didn't, and there was five Spider-Man comics as well. And we probably didn't need that either. And I think it happens to the movies as well is that we had we've had a lot of Wolverine and we've had a lot of Iron Man, but we're not going to get any more Iron no, Man. No, um, no. But, but just
0: I think the the big disappointment with me is that for all of these deals and everything which has been going on, like they couldn't have just signed one. Bit to give everything the one thing everything yeah. everyone wanted was when those are all those circles were yeah. right at the end of end game. Mm-hmm. If you Jackman was to come out yeah, for that final battle, some joke about who the hell's he. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's he doing here? Yeah. Um I mean But wouldn't that have just been the it wouldn't stop. stop, and 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 I think nobody nobody here listening, and nobody here can argue that he's not ha- he's not a great Wolverine. He's a good Wolverine, and he carries all that kind of hurts, that anger, that anguish, mm. um, the kind of lone samurai yeah. kind of rage filled mm. bestiality, and yet the tender side as well. He's a, a phenomenal talent, and continues to be. And, and a good looking man. He is a, a very good looking. Good looking, and, and he
0: is he is well. I mean, I mean, the, the beauty of Hugh Jackman is. Whatever you put him in, you know, whatever you think of The Greatest Showman, any of his other movies, he has so much presence and he has yeah. so much charisma that it doesn't matter that The Greatest Showman's plot's shit.
1: I, uh, uh, To be honest, most musicals yeah.
0: are, 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 are he's a bit like... like... It, do, it doesn't matter that it's all a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. You kind of love Hugh Jack, Yeah. like, and, no, and that is a skill...
1: Um, I mean, he just he recently did. he recently performed in Manchester. He did. He? he did a he did a big show of um, all this kind of musical numbers mm-hmm. and stuff, and and people went out to see him not because he's Wolverine, because he's huge. He's huge, act and and yeah, and yet, he is Wolverine as well. an incredibly wrong. musical
0: thing. He it's is lovely. Like he's when
1: I like to know that <laughs> when I was at college, they put on a video of Oklahoma, yeah. and and it's like oh what a beautiful morning, and then I was like. It's Wolverine. <laughs> it's Wolverine. i how, how weird is that? Um, and that was so so bizarre to me. But I had no idea of his kind of musical background. And he is super talented. And he's he's made some great films. Like there's some not so great films as well. But yeah. that's any actor. But he, he prisoners. No, I've not seen prisoners. Well, I do well, to
0: watch It was
1: am I, am I watching?
0: Um, it? you know, and like I said, just to put this as as kind of a full stop uh, for it, just in case people are getting annoyed by it. But like, <laughs> I'm aware. The perfect sort of Wolverine would be a Danny DeVito. Yes, like like. <laughs> there's he, a peti- there's currently know.
1: a petition, a very popular petition. Um.
0: So, like, he's not the perfect casting. No, no. But it's, he he's not did accurate making the perfect
1: character. Mm. Oh, that's corny. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I th- I agree. I agree, and like some sometimes. The casting is a little off. It is a bit unusual, like a Michael Keaton or a Heath Ledger, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to get a bad performance or, you know, there's, there's a chance, there's a, you know, there's a small chance, there's a big chance, you know, these, these big companies take these risks on casting these people for a reason because they have, they believe in these people. They believe in these people are going to. Portray those characters to the best of their ability, given the script, given the whatever ideas behind it. Maybe not, maybe not shack and steel, yeah. <laughs> but you know this. They, you know everybody they're, they're doing it for a reason. Nobody wants to make a bad movie, yeah. Nobody wants to make a bad movie. And half of that is getting the casting right. Mm-hmm. Casting directors, like you said, have a very big part to play in this, in, in getting this right. So my number three, let's bring it so that, So my number three is going to be Hit Girl. Chloe Grace Moretz from Kick Oh yeah, great. Oh. Um, again, this is a this is a movie you can love it, leave it, take it. However you feel about it, you know, it's, if it's aged well, if it hasn't aged well, I remember enjoying it very much the cinema time. However, the one person steal the show, uh, not only from the star, not only from the lead, the name character, yeah, yeah. all the other characters in it, even Nick Cage, who is given one of the best performances he's given in years, yeah. as Big Daddy, but this, you know, 12, 13 year old girl, 13 year old actress comes out absolutely nowhere, calls people a bunch of cunts, yeah. and then slaughters them in the space of five minutes. And you're already with her throughout the entire film, and you care about her. You want her to succeed. You you want her to swear at more. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want her to shoot missiles at them and chop them up, and you know everything like have a butterfly knife and all that. And it's th- this performance; it just grabs you from the get go. Like, I think I think the first scene is Nick Cage is like, "Yeah, honey, bomb. We'll get you some ice cream." Boom! Shoots in the chest, and she's like, "Great. When can we go for the ice cream?" You know, straight away. And she's kind of childlike innocence, kind of. Juxtaposed with this ultra violence, it's kind of a weird. It's almost she could be like a horror character, mm. be like almost like an exorcist or a, one of these kind of child killer characters, like an orphan or something like that. Or and but she pulls it off with such style and grace, um and you know, and just absolutely nails it. And it's fun and it's sweet and it's heartfelt and it's brutal and it's and it's telling. And look, you've got like grown men like beating her up, you know, and shooting her and standing there mm. and all these sort of things. And not for a moment do you feel like she's like, you, you worry about her, sure, but you know, she's going to, she's going to get out of this. All right. She's, she's intelligent. She's well trained. She, she's better than her dad who, you know, who trained her. She's actually like the next level. Mm. She's almost like, it's like Batman trained Robin, but Robin is just better than Batman. Yeah. If you can can even picture that. And, and she, she's got such charm to her and and again it could be like you could just think oh she's just you know she's just killing you know killing sake and stuff but she's got a a proper arc and and, Mm. and even in the sequel which is not as well received and not as good, but she which doesn't
0: encourage it do yeah, so the publicity for it, yeah. Even though he had the uh, gun the shootings,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, he, he uses a gun in the film and then turned around quite quickly and said, I can't promote this movie, Ooh. which was probably hurt the film a bit, but it wasn't a great sequel, to be honest. But the, the hit girl stuff was actually some of the best stuff in it, um, because she's kind of growing up, she's more of a teenager now. Um, and dealing with kind of high school and being in high school, I think she cattle prods like the popular girl, so she they all might like, shit themselves. <laughs> it's like, a, go out and see that thing. Yeah. Like that's the that's the best scene in yeah. Kick-Ass 2. But yeah, she's just so much fun, and, and and it's hard to like scenes like this makes me think like why have we not had a Robin? Why have we not had like a, mo- a proper movie Robin? Yeah, you yeah. know, like like a young lad or a, yeah, early teens or or mid teens, not. Chris O'Donnell, when he's thirty-five. I want, I want to see that, and that that makes me believe that people will believe that, and yeah. and and will take that on board. If we saw like a kick-ass Robin, and I know we've had Titans, but again, he is quite old in Titans. He must be in his twenties. He'll very
0: end up being, they'll end up doing one and be that lad from uh, Stranger Things in it.
1: Yes Yeah I Heard
0: it here first
1: So which one's that Which one Because he's,
0: he's um, which, one, which one is he in it He's the best He's the best friend Who looks very similar To the one who goes missing
1: Right yeah So is he in it as well yeah, The one with the glasses in it Because I was going to say The kid The kid who The other kid in it Was Was Taktor Marvel Jr Oh at least in the in the new one, but yeah, I think I, th- I think it's a fun performance. Even again, if you don't like the rest of the film, fair enough. But that performance again launched a career. Absolutely launched her career into the stratosphere. You know, she's doing Carrie now, things like that. Nathan's killing a fly. Uh, yeah, so I think it's I think it made her it made her a star. It did absolutely made yeah, her a star. I think will,
0: she will. Really school,
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised when she when she finally finds that that thing. She it's a surprise. I think she might just be. I think, yeah. When, when was when was Kickass of like
0: two thousand? Sorry, university. Like yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah, Um. So yeah, I'm guessing she must be at least in the twenties, the early twenties, at the very least. Um. But yeah, Chloe Grace Moretz, fantastic. Can't wait to see her do do more sort of stuff like that. So yeah, brilliant. So. Coming on to our number two.
0: Uh, My number two is a little bit of an anti climax. Oh no! Uh, My number two is Mickey Rourke.
1: Oh, Marv. Because do we still talk about
0: it? I, I, I'll just, I'll just say one or two things about it. It's just now and then you watch a film and you've never seen anything quite like it. Yeah, and. You know, Sin City was one of those films. I mean, it's my favourite segment yeah. of you know, the film. Yeah, yeah, is is the Marv uh, segment, and it's one of those things of balancing ultra violence and sort of a deep, tender character. Yeah, and and he does it spot on. Yeah, and it's what he's this lovable anti-hero <laughs> and you know, perfect casting.
1: Perfect casting, yeah. and and I think like. The other segments are great. Don't get me wrong, but they led—they led the film with their strongest segment, yeah. And I think that was important to lead with that segment. Everything else is kind of interesting and weird and wacky. Mm. You know, the yellow bastard stuff's great, and uh, the. Fat, great, uh, Big Fat Kill, I think the other section's called. Also very good. That's a Cliveron. Yeah, that's a Clyde one where he's got the trainers and Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Uh, that as well. uh, again, an amazing cast for that yeah. movie. And and again, like it was Robert Rodriguez doing what he does best, big, bombastic yeah. you know, action sequences. And it, it's it's the closest thing to a comic book come to life. Yeah. It's- Next to maybe Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. But again, this is this is our live action thing, and this is like using technology they'd never used before. And even Frank Miller directed some of the stuff. He did go on and direct The Spirit. That's awful. Yeah. But you know, he got his taste for it here. Even Tar- Tarantino even directed a, a scene in it. Which scene is that? So the scene in the car with yeah Benicio del Toro and Quagmire in yeah, there. I thought it was that one. he's picturing the the Benicio del Toro's character talking to yeah, it's like um, and it's an amazing scene. So like it's it's quality talent, quality creators behind the camera, quality talent in front of the camera, uh, quality effects, quality CGI for its time. It's 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 a phenomenal film. And again, if you've not seen it, go and do yourself a favour and just just watch it. And just, what a great kind of city. You could even watch it in the separate segments and still enjoy it. Yeah. You can still, but there's a little bit of interconnectivity. It has aged well. It has aged yeah. very well. I mean, and, and
0: I personally think if it wasn't for Sin City, you wouldn't have your Deadpool or
1: I don't think so Lee either. you logans or- Exactly. I mean the, the CG the CG was kind of groundbreaking what they could do and the again the, how many kind of decent noir films do we get now? You know? Very, very, very rare that we get a decent kind of noir film, like one one every kind of I don't know, one every year maybe or something. Again, phenomenal casting, like you said, the sweetness, mm-hmm. the lovableness, the the absolute Uber violence and and that's what it reminds me again like these love all these kind of these comic book characters, again, are not, like, super scientists or superheroes or supervillains. They're just kind of, like, the regular average guy. Like, a lot of the supervillains are like, I just need to make some money because I've got nah. I've got a sick mom or something like that or, you know. And, like, like The Thing, I'm a big fan of Ben Grimm's, you know, The Thing, and he's a really simple, down-to-earth character. Not stupid, again. Yeah, not stu- When I say simple, I don't mean, like, stupid or dumb. I just mean, like, they've got You know, they're at their average, the average Joe, the average Mm. guy. They're not super smart, but they're not like super dumb. Somewhere in the middle. I really identify with those kind of people that are going through these kind of hard times and finding some way. Of, of trying to change their life it, for the better, you know. You know, may, might be meeting somebody one night. It might be, you know, and then you realise that they're already dead and things like that. Who knows, but, mm. you know, that's a crazy kind of story. But again, he grounds that story with such kind of gravitas that, you know, and it, again, it's a fucking ridiculous story. It's absolutely stupid. But, you know, and this like gets hit by a car and goes 30 mm. miles in the air. You know, some really comic book elements to it but it's still it felt real mm. it feels when the violence feels real, way and the the consequences feel real because it's not like superheroes where they get resurrected every five yeah. minutes there's no snaps or anything it's you know people do die you know in these so so yeah i think i you know i totally agree with you he's on my list he's on your list okay so that was your number two mm-hmm. so my number two will be V Hugo Weaving uh, from V for Vendetta. I was there was another. Right. I
0: need I need to stop you here.
1: Oh okay. I've never seen it. Oh what? You've never seen it? Right. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. When you're back. When you're back from Dubai, um, I'll tell you what. Make a space for November the fifth.
0: Yeah, we
1: we'll watch it. Do you November know what? The it, is, it's
0: been on my list for years. Yeah, and.
1: I've just never been in the mood for it. Fair enough, but November the fifth is when you watch it. So, it's to get you know little... what, I lie. I've watched the first half of the about. No, no, no. no, no. I just got distracted. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. It's it's quite quite verbose. Yeah, it's quite a verbose movie. It's very it's a it's a thinker of a movie. There is comic book elements. There's kind of, but it's mostly a political kind of. It's it's like you know, it's a it's a communist manifesto. It's a it's a political statement in the form of a film. And, and it's against, it's kind of, you know, and, and I think it gets more and more relevant each year, especially in England. Mm. It gets more and more, there's a possibility this could actually happen, maybe, mm. um, sadly and scarily. But, um, he's, so Hugo Weaving plays a character called V, who is, um, dressed as Guy Fawkes. He, he's a kind of terrorist freedom fighter that is blowing up sort of uh, monuments, makes announcements, yeah. hacks into computer systems, does all these things. He's basically saying, there is something terribly wrong with this country. And if you believe it's all so wrong, we live in this kind of fascist, yeah. uh, totalitarian kind of police state, you need to help me. Yeah. You need, do you, if you agree, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And he gives them kind of a year between November the fifth and November the fifth to decide what they want to do. And he keeps kind of doing these attacks and and revealing things. And there's a dark kind of political history to the the characters. Adam Sutler, who's played by John Hurt, so very much in that 1984 thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, and they actually changed the, the original character's name to Adam Sutler because they wanted to sound like more like Adolf Hitler. Um, yeah. And yeah, so he and he meets this girl who is. A young girl just out to go see a producer for a meal and she gets cornered by these guys and they're going to basically rape her, attack her and rape her because she's outside of curfew. Um, And then V saves her and she's introduced and he kind of introduces her. And Hugo even spends the whole time in a full face mask. Yeah. You don't see his his lips move, you don't see his eyes, you don't see anything. Mm. And he manages to convey this this charm the wit the inherent tragedy to his character and his backstory uh i'm trying not to spoil the movie for you as as i can Uh, um but he and she kind of is kind of took into this whirlwind. she's considered a a political enemy of the government and it's it's really interesting it's kind of all these kind of like the, the whole the original book is quite hefty and it's hard read it's not an easy read but it is really interesting to see this kind of, kind of, you know, it's this activist, this political activist that doesn't agree with, you know, the fashion. I mean, it was written during kind of, you know, Thatcher, yeah, yeah. kind of, so there's a lot of kind of that in there. Um Alan Moore. That is Alan Moore, yes. Alan Moore. He didn't have his name on the film because he didn't, uh, but I did actually meet David Lloyd, the artist, mm. which was really, really cool. He's a really nice guy. But yeah, Hugo Weaving manages to convey all these emotions and all this. And it, and it's not like, it could easily be like, wanky wanky political talking but he grounds it in a way and makes it kind of swat. you can swallow it in a way that it's kind of it's not you know it's not pretentious it's not over the top it's not too much it's not like oh here we go (sighs) someone's preaching at me it's it's genuine it's coming from a genuine place of his character and it's really hard as well because he he says in the he says in the film he goes i'm an idea yeah i'm purely an idea Because you never know who he is. You never learn who he is. You never know. You get how he becomes who he is to a point, but you don't know where he's come from before then yeah. because he could be anybody mm. it could be you he could be me it could be a woman you know it could be anybody literally anybody creed color religion what have you could literally be any of us and i think that's one of the most important themes of the movie um and even in the original book um evie who uh Natalie portman's character who is mm. phenomenal in this film as well is absolutely brilliant she takes on the persona of v in in the book um, it's it's fascinating, and I, I I enjoy it. Every I enjoy it more and more every time, and and I get more and more of a kind of buzz from his performance. And again, he's he's given some amazing performances, like yeah. in and in other comic book movies. In fact, That's it is the Red Skull. Yeah, the Red Skull. Exactly. Like it it was a it would be a difficult role for anybody else to kind of nail down. I think, yeah. like because it's you're a kind of it's when I you know when I played Oberon years ago. You know, I, I couldn't, I, I was, I had to go the for me, I was like, I can't relate to this character because he's, he's, you know, the seasons, you know, he's the winds mm-hmm. and the rain, everything like that. I can't, I can't ground myself in that role. So I went the opposite way. I kind of used yeah. my physica- physicality to create that character from the outside in instead of the inside out, as I would usually would. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just phenomenal. He's a great talent anyway. Like everything I see him in from Priscilla Queen, the desert to the matrix to Lord of the Rings, you name it. He's always somebody I, I watch with yeah. joyous kind of like, oh, what's he gonna bring to yeah. the table this time? Who's he who's he gonna be? I think V is one of his best performances. And again, it's not easy to convey all those things with purely with physicality. Yeah. Right? I know. Like you know you're an actor, I'm an actor, we know this. It's it's not easy. And and I did a play which was a play version of Lee at one point. And, and the actor, the actor involved, he was, you know, he did a great job and, and I, but I think even he struggled really mm. to, to do and to, to be heard as well through that face mask. But again, it's, and it's got a great British cast as well. Mm. Highly recommend it, but we'll, I will schedule that in with you. So that was my number two. So what is your final number one? Who makes the top spot for you?
0: Well, it's from my favorite comic book movie. Oh. It's camp. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's grotesque. It's. I think it's a great casting. I know you've not included it in yours because of this.
1: I. I yeah, yeah. I, had, I had a feeling you were going to include this, and I'm pretty sure I know what it is.
0: Um, Danny DeVito's Penguin <laughs> is just everything I love about just great character yeah. acting yeah. like that. It's It's morbid and and disgusting, dark. And, and but oh. just, I think, I, I've always been in the boat of that, like, comic books are camp, comic book yeah. and film yeah, yeah. have that sense of ridiculousness. And I love the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman Yeah, movies, of course. But, like, there's just something about, like, Danny DeVito biting somebody's nose <laughs> and and having an army of penguins, which just makes me so happy.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like there's that scene where he at the end where he, it's like General Patton and he's talking to them <laughs> like, "We'll blow them, we'll blow all their erogenous zones sky high," and he's like he's looking out and there's just all these penguins <laughs> of missiles and and targeting sensors on their eyes. It's absolutely. Stupid. But the thing is,
0: you don't. After you, you get three quarters into the, that film, and it gets to that scene, and you don't go, "Well, I don't believe
1: it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From to be fair, yeah, you don't have the. I mean, the opening of the film is just like loads of circus freaks yeah. jumping around and stealing babies and and all sorts. I love, I love. I mean, again, I know I said earlier that he's. I've gone for the ones that are, you know, they're from the page. Brought to life, you know, classic version of that character, and Danny DeVito isn't that because he was just kind of the original Penguin was just a guy in a tuxedo. But with an he, umbrella. you know,
0: like if you would have, if he would have had a different director, if mm. he would have had um, Kenneth Branagh doing, yeah, that, yeah, he would have probably done it like a, yeah, yeah. A, 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 Well,
1: I mean, he does have the kind of the the Burgess Meredith laugh, the yeah. He's
0: like, <laughs> he
1: has, he has that. He does have that element, but. Like I said, it's not it's not a perfect tra- translation, but since then, that's my favourite interpretation of the penguin. Yeah. So I kind of have to. I do have to give it. And to also, him. it's changed
0: the game. Yes. Like, yeah, we've we've had two jokers since Jack Nicholson. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I love Jack Nicholson's yes. Joker as well. But I do find it interesting. They've never gone for the penguin mm. movie because it was so
1: iconic. You know, more so than the joke, like. Mm. I mean, we've had. Even like, even like the the Tommy Lee Jones Two Face was like the Joker. Yeah. And even the Riddler to some degree was a bit Joker esque. But one of my favorite parts of the movie is how weirdly horny (laughs) the penguin is throughout the movie. It's like. He's like uh, you know, he's uh, she goes. He, like, uh, Christopher Walken's like uh, you know you're, you you could be the mayor. You know you can fill the void. And then he turns around and goes, I'd like to fill her void. <laughs> you know things like that. Or he's like uh, she's like you're the, you're the best role model a young person to have. You're the best person uh, an old person could have. Uh, let me put this button on here. Let me get it on that. He's like pressing against her breast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like all that stuff. Sort of... Or when Catwoman turns up and he's like. Like it's uh, like just the pussy I've been looking for. <laughs> he's having so a whale
0: of a time. He's he just he looks brilliant. He just as well. like and all the, all this the makeup constant
1: <laughs> goo coming out. It's <laughs> like just like black and green yeah. like pus and stuff. And that
0: last bit where he's dying, he's like, I just need a glass
1: <laughs> of water. Um, but like again you're, like Michelle Pfeiffer's again like full of great performances you know Christopher Walken you know Bruce Wayne why are you dressed up like Batman yeah. you know all that sort of stuff uh, Michelle Pfeiffer fantastic you know all the all these kind of characters but then again you, you're looking at Danny DeVito the whole time yeah you
0: has got to, to essentially three villains in yes. like he, he doesn't suffer from Spider-Man 3 no syndrome.
1: no to be fair like yeah and interestingly enough like Max Schreck is like a you know it's not even a, a comical character no. he's like an original character but it kind of works given yeah. the kind of scheme um and catwoman catwoman's there and she's again a very different version of catwoman a very not the classic version of mm. catwoman but it kind of works
0: but like, even more iconic yeah no yeah and again, and again they still haven't, you know and they haven't got it right since.
1: no like there's been halle berry and there's been arguably i'd, I'd argue that Anne Hathaway's Catwoman is quite a direct translation.
0: It's a direct translation, but, but it's not as interesting. Forgettable.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's not as yeah. iconic. It's nowhere near as you know, iconic.
0: No, you you uh, wait, when you talk about sort of uh, movie characters, mm. nobody ever goes that Anne Hathaway's yeah, Catwoman. exactly. It's, like,
1: not, it's not the first one on the list. No, it's now it never comes up. But no, I, I love him. I, th- I I love. I mean, it's it's quite a creepy. What as well It is. you you realize that that like you know you've got all these like Thanos tries to eliminate all life in the universe, for Batman Returns the Penguin wants to drown children <laughs> wants to drown babies and there's a bit where the clown's like, Penguin you know, drowning little children I think that's a bit, he's like shoots and he goes no it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> just it's one of the sharpest scripts i've, I've ever i've ever and I, I, I think i almost watch it every christmas because oh. it's one it's absolutely one of my favorites i watched it here i think a few a few months ago because it was we were just a bit bored and we were like just put it on it's fun. um <laughs> brilliant and and it's a lot of fun i always have a lot of fun with it i mean even speaking of like drowning children even the the opening um has the his parents because he he's born kind of you know deformed he and has flippers. Eats, eats a cat eats a cat and then they try and drown him. Yeah. And then the penguins raise him. I guess <laughs> it's not really clear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he joins a circus. You know, you've been talk- you're talking about mystique. Like you don't need to know. Yeah, you do don't that. need. All to you know. need to know is that like he's now the penguin. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: <laughs> like it's it's almost like it's almost like the plot is quite dense, <laughs> but you don't kind of care or, or pay that much attention. Right. You understand it. You get it. But, like, I, there's a lot of lines from, uh, from, like, Christopher Walken that I'm just, I don't even listen to because they're just not, they're just plot. It's just like exposition, exposition. And then, but then when the penguin talks about, like, you know, filling people's voids, yeah. I'm more interested yeah. here in hearing that. <laughs> Do you want some lotion? Scented? or Scented. <laughs> you know, all this stuff It's so much fun. And I have, I have a blast every time I watch it. But again, like, that's, that's the reason I didn't put it in mind because he's not a, like a dog translation, but still, like you said, very, very iconic and totally unforgettable and, and you know, who, who knows if we do get... Apparently, um, Josh Gad of uh, Frozen that, yeah. and Beauty and the Beast fame. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, yes, as well. um So he's apparently kind of... He keeps tweeting about the Penguin, various things, yes, like pictures and what have you. So I think he's trying do to... Good actor. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would act. I, I'd be interested. I'd, I'd go for it. I'd go yeah. for it. You know, I could I could see him. He's kind of got... there's um got a great book. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a bit of a kind of. Um, I think he could pull off the grotesquerie. Yeah, and very that movie, well. He'd do it quite camp. Yeah, right. I think so too. I think I, th- I, I, I th- hope they would go for a slightly more grotesque. Mm. I think you have. I think you have to do something with the penguin because I think the classic suit version is not all that interesting I've- unless you just mafiaed him up a little bit more. Yeah, like
0: Italian American, mm, like yeah. and made him. You know, like. Uh, I mean, it was like a Tony Soprano-esque sort of...
1: I mean, people do... Apparently, people like the... I, I've not seen a lot of it. I've seen the first season, but people like the Gotham the, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Penguin. He's kind of a lot slimmer and younger, but he does have a... They break his leg and he kind of got a wobble. And they're like, you look like a penguin. who's he's like, yeah, can like stab some and stuff. But mm. I'm not a huge fan of that show. But I can, I can see why people would like him, like that interpretation. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a great movie. It's a phenomenal performance. And I I could just watch clips of, of, of him from, I don't even have to watch the full movie. I can just watch clips of him on YouTube and just enjoy. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> on to my number one now, because I think we've, mm. we've covered everything. So I've picked this one kind of a little bit to do with the kind of Christopher Reeve thing that. There's a lot of characters out there that I think genuinely people either find dull or boring or uninteresting for for various reasons, like possibly writing or, you know, I think there's a lot of kind of people that don't read comics that can take certain characters and go... Oh, it looks boring. Like, I, I used to think Thor was boring until I read him. And I actually think he's amazing. But And Superman as well. Like, you say, oh, they're dull. Da, da. You kind of fall into these kind of camps. But then I read those characters. I love them. And the same can be said for this character. And I think the actor involved has brought... Like, this, this is the character I see on the page. And he's badass. Really he's honest. Weird. He's simply the best. He's the linchpin of his universe. And it's Chris Evans as Captain America... Yeah. The first Avenger, like I well, think, glad he's been mentioned. Yeah, because I, I, think I, I actually like a lot of people talk about Robert Downey Jr. and he is. Robert Downey Jr. is just Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and it, and it but it works, well. yeah, it, it works well. it fits, it fits, fits the character, it fits character. fits the character very well. Like you know, like Frazier, like Kelsey yeah. Grammar and his Beast, that fits really well. And Marv, you know, Mickey Rock as Marv. But with this one, it's for me. It is. He brings so much kind of genuine honesty to the character. And you, we have to think about way back when, when Captain America was about to come out, In internationally it was going to be known as the first Avenger mm. because people were worried that a name like Captain America would not sell very well overseas, which is understandable knowing America's past and their history. Um, it could be seen as kind of jingoistic and very rah-rah America. How, however, when that was released, and again... The thing is, the character could be written like that. Easily be written like that. It could be like, it could be kind of Rambo part yes. two, kind of like, America, you know, Team America sort of thing. Fuck yeah. You know, but the the genuine honesty and the truth and the, and it's, again, like I, I relate this to Christopher Reeve because like it's hard to get such a genuinely good person on screen mm-hmm. and have it be believable. Yeah. Like through it. So, to have though, to have a character that doesn't have any flaws or a dark side and to, and to get people to believe that, to be, get people on board with that, that someone is that good or that nice or that honest or they don't have a, an agenda or an ulterior motive to convince people of that, especially on the big screen, not just only in a comic, you know, is hard work. Yeah. And I think Chris Evans absolutely nails that. And uh, you know what? Another one of his performances was great as well, which was him as the human torch. Yeah. I think well, it was one of the better things yeah. in, uh, in those, in those movies, in the Fantastic Four movies that he did. But it's, yeah, it's like, he's so relatable. You know, he starts up like for me, he's a skinny, asthmatic, bullied kid. Yeah. You know, that's for me, that's very relatable. And, and he, and, and, and I'm behind him 100% of the way he's got. He's got a need and a desire. And again, it, they make it quite clear. The writing of the film is very, like, have to give it to the writers. Yeah. I think they've written all the Captain America movies. But they don't make it about beating up Germans or mm. they don't make it about, like, because even asked him, like, oh, you want to kill lots of Germans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to shoot them? Yeah. And he's like, no, no, I just don't like bullies. Mm. I'm trying to save people. I want to, I want to help. I want to do something. I want to make a difference. You know, I think we can all get behind that as well. And again, like it's just so well written. And again, he's there's so many kind of little touches he has. And and I think it's hard for I think it was a challenge for Chris Evans to to convince people and convince himself that this was a character he could play because I think he dropped out initially. This they offered him it and he said no. And then they came back around and they convinced him. Yeah, so he went okay. Yeah, I think I can do this. I think I can because he was worried about his career and not any yeah. superhero and that didn't go so well last time. So I think he he just embodies it. He just is captain america to me and and i know for a fact that you you're not the biggest fan of captain america however since we've had all these run of marvel films how do you feel about captain america now after seeing that portrayal how what would you say about the character um, do you like I, that? I, I
0: i i was in half a mind of including for seven in it mm-hmm. i think he's done such a wonderful job of making what could be described as too wholesome. Yes. Of of a character. My only critique, uh, mm. not to knock your Go number on. one, yeah. but I think the the thing which they got wrong in the movies was I didn't believe his undying friendship to Booker. To book, yeah. And um, but that's yeah. that's not his doing. No. I just don't think. I don't. I I don't even know if the chemistry between those two was. Good enough to uh, to transcend yeah. transcend six movies. Yeah,
1: I think for me, I agree.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think we didn't spend enough time on it.
1: Yeah, I don't think we spent enough time together. Yeah, either because there was there was like, okay, I'm going away to war. Okay, I'm away for war. I've been captured. Oh, you're back. Oh, I'm dead. Yeah, and then the second one, brainwashed. Oh, I can see you a little bit, but I'm not actually not sure if that's true or not. I might remember, I might not remember. I think,
0: I think with Winter Soldier, they should have had um, more moments of flashbacks.
1: Yeah, I think so too. More
0: moments, just because to-
1: I, I think there's only one flashback in that movie, yeah. And I think we could have done with a bit more. I actually think his Captain America's friendship with Falcon and Iron Man was a lot stronger. Yeah, it did um, I never? It,
0: it was my biggest critique about. Yeah. Uh, Civil War was that like I went
1: you don't believe
0: it Uh, I don't believe it I don't know if he would go to the end of the line go to the end of the line for this person Peggy yeah
1: yeah Yeah, definitely yeah Yeah,
0: sure that's that I believe that I believe that at the end of Endgame but that's what he decided
1: and again he's probably spent more time with Peggy in that first movie than he ever spent with, with Bucky and I think that's and again she she's a quali- that you know she very well could have made the list um very close to making the list but yeah just uh, it, yeah i agree with you there that that whole thing but in the comics you know he's only he's really he was only really resurrected maybe 10 years ago yeah. just just over 10 years mm-hmm. ago so so he's been dead since 39 or 40. Yeah. 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 Technically, technically, he's been dead since then, or s- yeah. since the sixties at the very least. So he-, he would come back and be like, Oh, he's no, a robot. Oh, no, he's a, he's an actor. Oh, no, he's a plane. Oh, a-. Again, there, there is that kind of longing in that friendship in it. And obviously in, a- in that time, there's been a lot of flashbacks and stories telling their adventures in World War two. And, and I think we could have had another movie of. Of World War II flashbacks,
0: yeah. I think we should,
1: you know, we could have had like a Baron Zemo storyline, yeah. Um, but, but back in the
0: 40s, the uh, 40s. where do I, but he's a damn fine actor, this Evans, and I think he what he's done to to propel that character into a believable, likable
1: you know hero. What you know, what used to surprise me when I used to do kids' birthday parties, mm-hmm. one of the most popular characters in an English birthday party, in a UK based birthday party, is Captain America, yeah and and for me as a kid like I always liked the character and I was never like oh yeah America Ooh, I, I just like the character because he is think, uh, even Chris Evans described him as, he's not rah rah America he's just he's, like, he's more like Captain Good yeah. than Captain I think he'd be the same person no matter where you put him yeah. in the world he'd still, be, he'd still be Steve Rogers he wouldn't necessarily be Captain America he'd be Steve Rogers in some form and he was the most popular that always surprised me like even more than Batman, Superman all those Hulk you know Hulk, Spider-Man maybe probably beaten a little bit, but one of the more popular characters was Captain America. And that that just goes to show the amount of work that pays off Mm. when you put your kind of the writing, the right talent, the right people in front and behind the camera to bring Mm. something to life that gravitates to adults and children alike, they will just imbibe that character, become that character, or we'll even dress up as that character, you know. Um, you know, there's even Canadians. I, I knew a Canadian who would dress up as well mm. as Captain America. So it, it goes, it's beyond the, It's beyond America. It's it, it doesn't even matter that America's in the name. It's just who that character is. And I think Chris Evans and the Marvel Cinematic Universe have done an amazing job, and his story, and the way they've ended his story, I think is really nice as well. At the end of Endgame, it's it, it blows my mind. Yeah. That. That we can have such a an honest, and he has. He's not like he's grown as well. He's yeah. not. He's not as like you know. It's not like oh, we can't swear, you know, all that sort of stuff. Or Mind your language, all that stuff. He he does swear in the last yeah. film. He has grown. He's changed. He's he is a bit more cynical because in a cynical world that we live in, it is hard to yeah. believe that someone with that kind of power. You know, I've, I think I've said this in a, a previous podcast about Superman, and you know, Man of Steel makes a bit more sense yeah. to me because we would be cynical. We would be. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if an alien comes down and goes, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to help out. You go, what's his agenda? Yeah. What's, what's he got to do? What's, why is he doing this? And I think with that, we, we, if we find it very hard to believe those like sentiments yeah. characters and what they're doing and why they're doing it. So, so yeah. And, um, and Chris Evans, like, it's absolutely put us all into this yeah. performance and absolutely just knocked it out of the park as well. And it gives a good speech as well. No, it he does. He gives like, like and again, that could come off as cheesy. Yeah. That could come off as so cheesy and so preachy and so horrible. Um, You know, in this is the day and age of, you know, Twitter politics and all that. But it doesn't, it comes from a genuine place. They even make jokes to me in Endgame, like, oh, yeah, he's good at this, isn't he? He's good at, he's good at the speeches. So, yeah, and... It's it's brilliant, and uh, I couldn't I couldn't be more happy with the casting. And if if they never cast another Captain America,
0: I'd be happy. I'm not going to go see a file from Captain America.
1: What? No, Falcon's great. Falcon's great. You don't like the actor? You don't like Anthony Mackie, no? I, I, I've heard lack of fame. But you don't you don't really like War War Machine either that much do you? Uh, Kind of the kind of sidekick, kind of friends. So I mean, oh, not a giant Iron Man fan. Yeah, know. fair enough.
0: Fair like the uh, like robot people. Robot, robot, people. Robot people don't 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 interest me as much.
1: You like the monsters, don't you? Ah, monsters. you, like, you like the... But I mean, in a not way, he's monsters. Of, he's, kind of, he's not really that. Yeah. Arguably, but uh, but I know I know what you mean. I mean, I think maybe you should check out Doom Patrol, which has has Robot Man in it, who has the brain. One is played by Brendan Fraser and he's got a brain inside a robot body, but he ends up by, like, having all the bits destroyed. So he's kind of a bit of a Roman mm. monster, a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe not for you, though. So that was our top five, guys. I kind of reached out very quickly today to see if there was anybody else who would give us a top five as well. So let's have a look. So I am Jack's Musings, has got back to us in no particular order, Is five. Heath Ledger Joker. Which we talked about. Yeah. Which right. we talked about for you know it is it is a good performance, but we kind of excluded it for various we reasons. We all know it's a good. We all we everybody all, knows. Uh, Your cat knows. Everybody knows. Mike, Mickey Rourke as Marv. Yeah. We talked about Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Now here's one we haven't talked about. Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach in The Watchmen. Very kind of
0: deep and grisly. How difficult role to do? Difficult
1: though. role again, again in a full face mask. Yeah. Yeah, majority of the film in a full face mask, yeah. and he and it he is does. A good performance, really. And again, like it's it's hard to probably get a lot of emotion out of yeah that kind of damaged kind of persona that he has, but he he nails it. And it, and again, I, I I actually didn't really think of that; It didn't come to mind. Uh. But now they've now he said that I would. And then again, Hugo Weaving as V. Yeah, so good, good stuff. And the other person um, who got back to us was Twentieth Century Geek at Twentieth Century Geek on Twitter. Top five, again, in no particular order, was what I was going to include. Carl Urban as Judge Dredd.
0: Yeah, great, great performance.
1: Again, mostly covered. Mostly covered for us as well, again.
0: Um, the Raid comic book movie.
1: Oh, yes, very much The Raid. Um, weirdly out of the same must, They mustn't have known about each other, though. They can't have known about each other. Good film. Yes. Good, um, uh, Lena, Lena Headey is a good Oh, yes. Uh, the... Mar, Mar, Mad Mar or something yeah. like that. Something yeah. like that. Can't remember now. Chris Evans as Captain America. Another one we talked about. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as Deadfall. Yeah. Not as Green Lantern. No. <laughs> Not as Green Lantern. Uh here's another one I was going to include as well, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Um I think she's very iconic now. Um I think she manages to kind of capture all those kind of the strong, yeah. sensitive and stunning, stunning uh, character. Is an interesting one. Um I've talked about in a previous podcast. Alec Baldwin, the Shadow.
0: Oh, yeah, you love that. I've not seen that yet.
1: Yeah, it's good. You should watch that as well. I do love Alec Baldwin. Oh you would you'd love it. I think yeah. this, it's so much it's it's like Batman, but with Alec Baldwin. Yeah. So yeah. If that doesn't sell it to you. yeah. So did you have any anybody else that didn't make the list? Any actors that didn't?
0: Um, I, I want to um, give a big shout out to Chris Hemsworth's thought, Yeah. Because out of all the characters of the Avengers, that's the hardest to do. I and think so, pulled it off. So, yeah. But that, I think a lot of that lies down to Kenneth Branagh.
1: Yes. I think I think that was a good that was a good first movie as well, I think. And and it's grown as well. Like like Captain America and again this is another character like, like the most popular one, isn't yeah, it? Now, yeah. Now like they vote recently in Thor, I think it was not long after Infinity War and everyone voted. And if someone told me that Thor would come out at the top on the list of Avengers, wow. I wouldn't I wouldn't have said yeah. no. I would have said Iron Man or Captain America, maybe Hulk. Mm. Um Thor would at least been a three or a four down yeah. the list. Easy.
0: And Matt Ruffler's Hulk, really, really good. Didn't get the ending, I think he deserved. No, maybe not. Uh, but just my final one, who just came to me for all of this, who kind of kicked it all off, mm. Willem Dafoe. Yes. Nice one, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm surprised he's only just going to it. Like, with yeah. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Pro- Wonderfully mad. Oh,
1: that, now, when you talk about Camp and chief, yeah, that is all Camp and Chief. yeah, yeah. But it's the great, like the scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror. Yeah, it's amazing. I love that, and he's one of my favorite actors as well. Really? He's, he's such a unique talent, and uh, Alfred Molina as well. Is yes, but I'm surprised.
0: I am yeah. very surprised he is not in your talk. Really? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to be a given. Yeah, I, I, do Spider-Man. Love, I do
1: love Spider Man too. I do love Spider Man too, and I love the. Yeah, he's got great. art. Oh, oh my
0: goodness! I just cool. My favorite, of course, The James.
1: Oh, of course. Because we've been thinking superheroes, haven't we? I was saying, yeah,
0: and I was like, it's not my book for Troy. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, let it be known, my Pooby <laughs> prize number six would, uh, would be um J. Jonah James. Jonah James. J.K. Simmons is is
1: And again, like you said, not replaced. No, not been replaced. And in fact, he's actually played J. Jonah Jameson in various animated yeah. Spider-Man cartoons because again, they can't replace him. Yeah. And even when somebody else plays him, it's not right. My suggestion, if they're going to recast uh, J. Jonah Jameson, my suggestion would be, be Ice Cube. Because if you watch oh, 21 uh, Jump, Street, Jump Street, if you watch 21 Jump Street, if you want someone tearing a new asshole yeah. into somebody, yeah. I, think, I think Ice Cube would be perfect.
0: I'd, I won't go down that line. I'd have like a Larry David. <laughs> That I would bother. But like a shouty Larry yeah. David.
1: Oh my god. Oh brilliant. That I, I would I would pay good money to see that. Just just a scene of that. Just yeah. A, even a scene. Didn't even did JK Simmons even play J. Jonah Jameson in The Simpsons? He did, yeah. Or a version yeah. of J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, he does. Because it's just like, it, that's for, for that actor, it's just iconic. I think that and Whiplash yeah. probably his most two most iconic roles, I think. And quality, quality performances. And I'm going to go through a few of mine. I think I've already mentioned most of them. Here's one I really want to include. This is a very close one. You mentioned Hugh Jackman. We talked about Wolverine Origins. One of the saving graces of Wolverine Origins is of Schreiber. Will I am. <laughs> no. Not Will I am. No. <laughs> leave Schreiber as Victor Creed slash Saber 2 is the, is the best thing in it. Yeah. Easily the best thing yeah. in it. He's, you know, he, he does that again. not given that much, mm-hmm. but the stuff he has, it's just brilliant. Like he's, he's, deliciously evil he's you know but he's, 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 I, I quite like the kind of brother aspects it's not in the comics technically it's not in the comics but they're not related in any way but it does work it does that it does, that yeah. one thing does work i love the the intro where they're growing up going through the walls yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good that's one of the the better things in it. end the teams up with him in the end again gambit shites blob shites all the other kind of mutant shit's rubbish but Stuff with him, Deadpool especially, yeah. but stuff with Leo Schreiber is brilliant. Um, and I think he's a quality, quality villain in that film. And it's a real shame they didn't bring it back. I yeah. thought maybe they might bring him back for Logan in a, yeah. in a form, yeah. in some sort of way. You know, I, I didn't think he'd turn up in the Samurai th- one, the, the Wolverine. Yeah. But I, I thought maybe they'd bring him back for Logan, maybe, hopefully, but they didn't. Oh, well, well, that's it. And yes, uh, one more. Uh, Michael Chiklis as the Thing because yeah. I think was- I think he was like he he um he said, I'll only do it if I get a suit. I don't want it to be CGI. I absolutely do not want it to yeah. be CGI. And and it adds a it adds a bit of realism. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of fun. And again, like he does look a bit like a, a mutant ninja turtle, but yeah
0: um as a four stick.
1: Yeah, exactly, where he's not got any it's not got uh, a rocky penis or a, <laughs> or any pants. Uh underpants. But um but yeah, um that's I think that's been a that's been quite a good one. Yeah, I, a good one. I, I think uh, I think we've got a good even if we haven't included them in our top five, yeah. I think we've at least mentioned discussed them some of them big, biggest, baddest ones, the best ones that we could think of. It might there may even be, you know, a chance to do maybe another top five. Yeah, yeah, there's certainly like, so a the top three. Yeah, yeah. do or we could do we could do some. I, I I almost included blade as well. Why so snaps of blade? Yeah. Which would have been good. But again, I, f- I felt that was a little too different from yeah. the original interpretation of mm-hmm. the character. Still great, still very iconic. Like, put Blade on the map, really. Um, as, as, you know, I didn't think of all the first Marvel movies, the serious Marvel movies you mm-hmm. were going to make, Blade would be one, and Blade would have a trilogy. Two great films and one mm-hmm. not so great. Crazy to believe that just one. Like, one, all it takes sometimes is one performance mm-hmm. to just gravitate a film and, you know, iconic performance, and then sequels, 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 more and more and more, because they don't they don't know when they first do it they're going to get sequels after sequels, you know mm-hmm. I but don't think Hugh Jackman thought he'd be in, you know, yeah, my movies or how many he did, 9 or 10 mental, absolutely mm-hmm. mental but I think we'll leave it there for the day this has been really good, thank you very much for scheduling some time in to, to, to be on the show shall we let people know where to find yourself or, and I'll, I'll, I'll do my bit
0: um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under the handle at Nath Rich Smith.
1: Nice, nice one. Um, and me, you can find on Facebook at Secret balls. If you type that in the search bar on Twitter at Dan underscore balls. Uh, I am on Instagram now. So that's Spider Dan secret balls, I believe all in one word. And, um, the podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and many, many, many more. Thanks again for being another guest yet again. Um, it's been fun. I hope you enjoy your time in Dubai. I will do. Thank you very <laughs> much. Bye bye guys. Bye bye.